listening to Hymns Illustrated, where hymns are explored, appreciated, and illustrated through stories, testimonies, and edifying conversation. I'm your host and fellow hymn fan, Kristen Eifeldano. Well, hello, everyone. I trust that you are doing well. I am recording this after Thanksgiving and before Christmas, I think I've mentioned this before, but I like to wait just a little bit after the first of the month until after the hymn of the month newsletter goes out and you've had a chance to read over the hymn and and start thinking through it before I talk about it here on the podcast. And I will tell you, preparing this hymn of the month and researching it and outlining it and getting the study guide ready for members and also the resource page that everyone can have access to over at hymnsillustrated.com, just at the top of the page. And I have just been more hopeful. And I attribute that, well, to the Lord, (laughs) to the Lord and His grace and the Holy Spirit ministering in my heart and His Word. But doing that hymn and looking at that hymn even before Thanksgiving, has really helped me stay more centered and more focused in this Christmas season, which I know can sometimes be crazy. So I am looking forward to talking about the hymn a little bit here with you today. And then I would like to go ahead and Uh, tell you about a few things that I am considering for 2023. And I do, I made a list of all the hymns I would like to do in 2023. And uh, I want to talk about that with you just a little bit. Did you know that when you leave a review for Hymns Illustrated on Apple Podcast or Spotify, it helps others find the show as well, and maybe even start hymn study themselves. So you are encouraging others, but you're also encouraging me, and it's absolutely free to do. I know that in Apple, if you haven't, if you're not accustomed to leaving reviews, I know that if you go inside the show and your show list and just scroll down, you'll see a place to leave a review there. And then if you are on Spotify, if you also go into the show, not the episode, but the actual show, and see a little star underneath the show name, I believe that is where you would leave a a review for that. Just in FYI, if you would like to do that, that would be fantastic. Now on to our hymn of the month, which is Charles Wesley's Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. And our theme this month is hoping in our Savior. I just love coming up with a general umbrella theme just to hang our hats on. So whenever I see the word hope, I think of two words. I think confident expectation, at least when I see the word hope in the Bible or anything related to Christ. And that is the difference between biblical hope and just the hope that we talk about in everyday life. We may hope our team wins the football game and we don't really know for sure that will happen. It's 50-50. Maybe sometimes it's even less than that, depending on how good our team is. Uh, but that that's 
a different kind of hope than what we see here. When we hope in our Savior, we know that we can expect him to fulfill his promises and to fulfill prophecy. So when Jesus came as a baby so long ago, he was fulfilling the prophecy that said the Messiah was coming. That was his first coming. And then we know from other prophecy in the Bible that he is coming again. And so in a way, this hymn does take us back to back to Jesus' day when he was born, to those who were waiting for him to come. And it puts us in their shoes. But it also alludes to where we are now and how we need the hope of his second coming and just the hope of him being our savior today. We are still in need of that. People around us in the world still need that. So let me go ahead with that in mind and read a little background about the hymn, and then we will talk a little bit more about each stanza. Micah 5.2 reminds us that Israel spent centuries waiting for their coming king. The prophetess Anna and devout Simeon's response upon seeing Jesus reminds us how joyful his arrival was to those who were waiting and watching for his appearing. And I just love that the story there, the narrative, the the biblical narrative of Anna and Simeon. And that is in Luke 2, 22 to 40. If you would like to go and read that on your own, I highly recommend that. Poet and hymn writer Charles Wesley had more than Christ's first coming in mind when he penned, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. He looked at the world around him, and especially the plight of orphans, and described Jesus as the joy of every longing heart, not just the hearts of people who had waited for him so long ago, also the hearts of those in Charles Wesley's day, and also the the hearts of those here in our day. Christ is the joy of those who are hurting and need him to come to their hearts as their Savior and King right now. As we move our way toward Christmas this year, let's rejoice as we remember Christ's first coming to earth as well as his coming into our hearts, the moment we trusted in him for salvation, and also the coming that we know is happening in the future, perhaps in the very near future, hopefully. You know what I mean by hopefully? Hopefully in the very near future. And I have a fun fact I wanted to share with you. Charles Wesley wrote nearly 9,000 hymns in his lifetime. That is like writing 10 lines of poetry every day for 50 years. And that has been an inspiration to me. It is making me think, I want to try my hand at writing hymns. I've done it before. I've written a few hymns before as a devotional discipline, and I kind of got out of it. So I am going to dip my toes a little bit more in that water. (laughs) And I'll I'll keep you posted on how that goes. I I don't know if I'll I'll read those to you, but I'll let you know what I learn about it and um, how that is helping me grow more into more Christ-like and understanding his word better. Because when you write hymns or even read hymns, as you know, it does help you slow down and think through biblical truth. 
I'm just going to go ahead and read the hymn straight through for you. This is called Come Thou Long Expected Jesus and written by Charles Wesley, of course. And he lived, by the way, from 1707 to 1788. And this hymn in many hymnals is only two stanzas. So two longer stanzas, but just two. Uh, There are hymnals that break it down into four stanzas, which is what I've done for our outline on the hymn of the month resource page. And this hymn, by the way, is also typically sung to the tune Heifredal, which you will know as the tune that goes to Jesus, what a friend for sinners. So if you know the tune to Jesus, what a friend for sinners, you already know the tune to this hymn. And I'll go ahead and read it straight through and then we'll break it down just a little bit. Come, thou long-expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins release us. Let us find our rest in thee. Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth thou art, dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. Born thy people to deliver, born a child and yet a king, born to reign in us forever. Now thy gracious kingdom bring. By thine own eternal spirit, rule in all our hearts alone. By thine all-sufficient merit, raise us to thy glorious throne. All right, so short and sweet. And it's always a little different hearing or speaking a hymn than singing or, or listening to it sung, right? And I think there's a place for that. Uh, hymns are meant to be sung. But I think sometimes when we change it up a little bit and listen to the spoken word, it might open up different phrases to us and help us again to slow down and think through what we're actually saying or thinking. And uh, I have broken this down into four points. Jesus, and they're all centered around Jesus. Jesus is our Savior in stanza one. Come, thou long-expected Jesus, born to set thy people free, From our fears and sins release us, let us find our rest in thee. So when Jesus saves us, he came to earth, he was born to die, he came to save us and to set us free. And he does, he he saves us from our fears, he saves us from our sins because we are in bondage before we know him as our savior. So this first stanza reminds us that Jesus is our savior. The second stanza reminds us that Jesus is our hope. Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth thou art. And I love how this is talking about how, yes, Jesus was the hope of Israel. But as we read the whole body of scripture, we discover that he is also the hope of the Gentiles. He's the hope of the entire earth. Stanza three reminds us that Jesus is our king, born thy people to deliver, born a child and yet a king. So he created the entire universe. He has always been in charge and the ruler of all. But he will also come back. We talked about this a little bit ago, but he will come back. And in his second coming, he will rule the millennial kingdom and he will rule the earth and the earth will be uh, ruled with justice and it will be, um, we will finally have a perfect ruler. Can you imagine what that will be like? Hallelujah. So the third stanza reminds us that Jesus is 
not only our Savior and our hope, He is our King. And and the next stanza builds on that a little bit about Him being a ruler in our hearts. So not only is He the King of the earth, He is also King of us, and He is King in our hearts. And that's a good thing, because remember, He is a just King, and He is a good King. By thine own eternal spirit, rule in all our hearts alone. By thine all-sufficient merit, raise us to thy glorious throne. So because of your work on the cross, Lord, uh, because of you are sufficient, your payment for us is sufficient, and it is enough, and it has satisfied God's demand, we get to be raised to your glorious throne. And uh, out of gratitude, he should also we should also freely invite him to rule in our hearts alone with no other competitor. And I love Christmas carols that talk about him coming into our hearts um, and just being in charge. It just makes it more personal. He's not just um, a distant figure who came to earth to save people long ago. He lives in our hearts today. And uh, we have a personal relationship with him. So I love this hymn. It's very simple and sweet, I know. And I like how every stanza is about Jesus, just like the whole Christmas season is about Jesus, right? All right. If you go to hymnsillustrated.com and the top of the page in the navigation bar, if you are listening in December of 2022, you will go to the resource page and you can read the story about this hymn, review a little bit what we talked about here. There is a video that you can watch so you can hear it being sung. There are some sheet music and I hope that you will go ahead and enjoy that. All right, I have a few things to share about what's coming in 2023. But first, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is this. Open your hymnal and underline it. I close my emails, if you're on my newsletter list, every time with keep your hymnals open. But there's something else you can do with your hymnal too. You can underline it. And I'm wondering if you've done that yet. Hopefully you have a personal copy of a hymnal. And if you do, I encourage you to read it and underline your favorite lines as you read. It is quite a meaningful devotional experience when you do that. The only excuse I can think of as to why you shouldn't do that is if you have a rare edition or an antique hymnal, and that's the only one you have. But if that's the case, just go online or to your local used bookstore or thrift shop. I found uh, several hymnals at local thrift shops and even your church office to see if they have any spares and get your own copy. Now, let's go ahead and talk 2023. I'm praying over several things for 2023 and excited about what that holds for Hymns Illustrated. Uh, One of the things that I've been praying over and have received clarity on is having a podcast separate from this one and just a a single season that traces the history of hymns. So think of it as Hymnology 101. And I, I am planning on doing that. The first episode will come out in January. And I've already started working on it and uh, have an outline for the whole series, and I'm excited about it. Um, but that will be for members, and a lot of uh, a lot of podcasters do this. They have their regular podcast, and then they have 
members only episodes uh, to kind of support the podcast and keep it going. They use something called Patreon. I use something different called Kajabi. And um, I believe Apple even has that feature for podcasters as well, just to offer a paid subscription, um, just to make, uh, have, have a little bit of income coming from the podcast because there are a lot of expenses that are related to having a podcast and a website. And I'm looking for ways to, uh, to help support my mission here at Hymns Illustrated. But that is exciting for me. Having a podcast, a hymnology, that's, that's been on my heart for a while, not necessarily in an audio format, um, but that's where I'm going to start. And maybe I will uh, do the history of hymns and other formats in the future, but that is coming down the line. So expect more details on that later. Um, I do know that it is, it is included in member subscriptions. So there is that. And what I'm going to do, and I'm excited about this as well, but I sat down the other day to determine the hymns for 2023. So there will be 12 hymns, one a month. And I didn't do this as well in 2022. I planned a little bit of he- ahead, but I would there was a lot of flexibility. So um, actually, I did. I think I had all 12 hymns, but there was a lot, a lot of flexibility, and I did change that up a little bit. I would like to be a little bit more, um, uh, more. I don't know what the word is. Uh, accurate in that. So just to give you a heads up, I might do six months at a time, and then. Um, not have as much flexibility in choosing the hymns and just having them more set so you know what to expect. And so you can plan on that, whether you use these hymns of the month in your homeschool or in another setting, it might be helpful for you to have more of a plan than I have given in the past. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of use the outline for the the podcast, the Hymnology podcast, and we are going to trace the history of our hymns in our hymns of the month. So in January, we will have, because we're going to start at the beginning and we're going to look at some biblical hymns. So some biblical hymns would be uh, Miriam and Moses singing after uh, the crossing of the Red Sea and praise to the Lord. That is a biblical hymn. The Magnificat is a hymn. Um, and that's recorded in the Bible. Of course, in Revelation, we see hymns. So uh, the songs of praise to the Lord um, at his throne. So that's going to be in January. And then we're going to move to ancient hymns, medieval hymns, German hymns, English hymns. And then we're going to move into American and gospel hymns. And we will close in December with uh, a contemporary hymn. So I'm excited about that. You will recognize many of these hymns that I have planned. It took a while. It really did. Um, As I researched and and, um, especially as I got into uh, the English hymns, because there are so many good ones. Um, The majority of the hymns we sing today are from that era, as well as the gospel hymn era here in America. So um, it was a little hard uh, narrowing down. Uh, those selections, but those are more in the second half of 2023. So there's still flexibility there. Uh, But uh, just so you know that that is coming down the line, I'm really excited about that, having um, an actual plan for our hymns of the month. And that will help us also learn 
a little bit about history as well and the timeline and gives us the big picture of uh, of hymnody. So very excited about that. The third thing that I've been praying over, and I would love your feedback, by the way, any thoughts you have about the more private podcast, the subscription podcast covering the hymnology 101 series and our hymns of the month, what we're planning, if you have any input, maybe there's a hymn you would really like to see or uh, anything like that, please, please do email me at Kristen at hymnsillustrated.com. That's Kristen with a K and ends in an E-N. Uh, I rely on your feedback. It really goes a long, long way. It just makes my day when I hear from someone. And uh, right now, that is my main form of communicating with you and staying in touch with my audience. Uh, so please feel free to email me at kristen at hymnsillustrated.com. And then that kind of brings me to the last thing that I want to share with you is something I've been playing around with praying about is having an off Facebook community. So it's an online community, but it's not on Facebook. And that's because the tool I use for my platform for the website is called Kajabi. And uh, they have a new feature that they are refining right now, and they are planning to launch it in January. And I've had um, early access, beta access. They've let me play around in that before it goes live. And it's really neat. Um, and I'm looking forward to how much we can do with that. But I've been wondering how I can best leverage that for you all and um, how I can use it to uh, support the mission here at Hymns Illustrated, which is uh, to help you uh, leverage the power of hymns in your everyday life, just to know and apply Colossians 3.16. That's what it boils down to and encourage one another and to remember scripture better and uh, to praise the Lord with understanding. So uh, there are ways I've been thinking about that. I, we can do um, hymn study challenges. We can do, um, this would let me do live video calls so we could have live sessions, you know, to talk about hymns or to learn about hymns. Uh, maybe I could have some some guests on with me. Uh, we could even have a, a hymn writing uh, group to talk about hymn writing. There's just a lot of things that we can do with that. And I'm still wrapping my mind around that and praying about it. So I would love your thoughts on that. Does that sound good to you? Does that maybe sound, eh, I don't think I would join that. I probably wouldn't be that interested in that. Not, I don't want one more thing to get online for, you know. So I would just love to know what your thoughts are on that. So please do email me at Kristen at hymnsillustrated.com. So uh, lots going on, lots to be thankful for, lots to anticipate. Thanks for all this and for listening. And I just, if I can close on one thing, I want it to be this. I want you to remember that Jesus is our savior. He is our hope. He is our king. He is our everything. He is the king of our own hearts. And every day we can pray, come thou long expected Jesus. Thanks for listening to Hymns Illustrated. If you were blessed by what you heard today, you can say thank you by leaving a review on iTunes, sharing the show with a friend, or by shopping at christianbook.com using the affiliate link in the show notes. All of these gestures keep Hymns Illustrated going and growing. 
Thanks again for listening. Until next time, keep your hymnal open. Thank you.